0: Welcome to the newest edition of the Screen Follows Podcast. My name is Carlos.
1: And my name is Ozzy.
0: In this episode, we will be reviewing Justice League and discussing the highs and lows of TV this week, as well as talking some Star Wars. Enjoy the show.
1: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And here we go.
0: Ozzy, how are you doing?
1: I am doing good, man. How are you doing?
0: I am doing all right. We should address right off the top. We're having, we've been having for the past couple episodes, some technical difficulties involving Skype. So if Ozzy again sounds like his quality is not up to par, I apologize. We're trying to figure out what is going on with the Skype situation. Hopefully, we can have it fixed in the next couple episodes. But for now, the quality is what it is. Uh, we apologize. Um, yeah, so this is a big episode because we're going to talk about Justice League. And uh, <laughs> to not. We're going to. We're going to review the movie, we're not going to spoil it yet, we're going to spoil it in the next episode, so if you're looking for us to get full, in-depth into the discussion about this movie, it'll be on the next episode, and hopefully we'll have a guest for that. Um, But, for now, we're going to do spoiler-free, and obviously the weekend's not over, but I will say that even though I won the poll it looks like you're going to be ultimately right with what movie's going to make more money because Justice League is underperforming at the box office. So congratulations there, Ozzy.
1: You know, I just want to thank the, uh, <laughs> the audiences for really, you know, agreeing with me and really putting their money towards, you know, a good movie.
0: So, you okay? Well, I guess that kind of spoils maybe your opinions on this movie. No, 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 no. no. Okay.
1: I'm not spoiling anything. I mean, no, nah, I'm just saying. I mean, just, I just want to thank the, the audiences for putting their bid towards a better movie. There okay, we there we go. A go. better movie.
0: Okay, uh, <laughs> well, before we actually get into this review, I do want to complain about something really quick and. I haven't told you this story, Ozzy. I did call Enrique after this happened and tell him. But I think it's um, very appropriate because we need to tell our audience not to be this guy. And what happened was I went to go see Justice League. And I got there uh, like an hour or two early because I was expecting a line. And when I got there, there wasn't much of a line. I was actually first in the line that I got in, and Bob, our former head of marketing, and a couple of our other friends were going to meet me at the theater, and they got stuck in traffic, so they were a little late, and then when they got there, they went and and got food. Now, by the time they finished getting food, they joined me in line, but there were people actually in the line behind me, And, but I had plenty of space up where I was. So they just joined me and the people right behind me didn't say anything. They were fine with it. But this guy, like four or five people back or four or five groups back, I guess you could say, doesn't say anything, gets out of the line goes and talks to somebody in the box office, then comes back. And he says to us, uh, you guys need to move to the back of the line. We were here first, blah, 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 blah. And Bob was like, Um, he was saving us a seat or he was saving us a spot and the guy was like well I just talked to the manager and you can't do that and Bob not wanting to cause a problem at the moment which surprise if you know Bob but he didn't want to cause a problem he was like alright fine so he and everybody else went to the back of the line it wasn't that big of a deal because as the box office is reflecting the line wasn't too too long so it really wasn't that big of an issue but anyway we get into the theater And I sit down and I've got a great seat right in the uh, right by the front bar, you know, the rail or whatever. And I've got plenty of seats next to me. But then this guy who was five or six spots back in the line again, he comes in and purposely sits two seats away from me so that there would be no room for Bob and everyone else to sit next to me. And Bob and everybody else ended up sitting right behind me. And it was not, big, not a big issue. We were texting about how big of an idiot and a bad word this dude was. And we are dealing with this guy. And I'm just like, this is just ridiculous. And then on top of it, I'm just like, okay, maybe he's not having a good day. Whatever. I don't know. But then the movie starts. And I'm telling you, it just started. Like the lights go out. And then, all of a sudden, I just hear this guy not whispering. He's not whispering. He leans over to the person in front, sitting in, like, those handicapped seats in front of the railing. And he goes, "Um, can you turn the light off or turn your phone off, please? And the person was, like, confused, like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Because he's, like, talking out loud as the movie's starting. And the movie, like I said, just started. And the guy said no, and then this guy gets out again, gets up, goes outside, gets somebody from the theater, brings them inside, and the person is, or the person from the theater is like, hey, can you turn your phone off, blah, 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 and then the guy doesn't do it again, so at this point, it's on him, but then this guy sitting next to me goes, hey, could you deal with this person, please? Like, again, very loudly, movie's going on, by the way, (laughs) and we're just like, is this guy for real? Like, is he a real human being? Um, moral of the story, don't be that guy. <laughs> I I understand that if, I understand you're not supposed to have your phone on in the theater. That's, you're not supposed to do it. And if it's bothering somebody and somebody says something to you, just turn it off. That was on that guy. But that guy could, the, the freaking idiot could have handled it a lot better. Like whisper it to him. Number one, you like use a movie theater voice. And number two, if they don't do it, quietly go get somebody from the theater. Don't make a huge scene out of it while people are trying to watch the movie. Ultimately, you are more distracting than the phone that you're trying to turn off. And secondly, come on, if somebody's frickin' saving seats, like, what are you you trying to do? Like, I don't know. Even the people behind me were like, we knew you were saving seats, and I was like, well, thank you. Uh, (laughs) It's just, people are stupid, and don't be that guy. And if you see a bald guy... In Lynchburg, Virginia, who ha- walks around like he's bigger than he actually is, um, he's an idiot. That's all I have to say. Sounds like a very intriguing story. It was a horrible time, <laughs> but all that being said, we're gonna talk about Justice League now. Ozzy, what did you think of the movie?
1: Um, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good movie. Definitely a good, solid movie from DC. And I'm proud been able to keep up the streak. You know what I'm saying? Wonder Woman was amazing. This was fun. Mm I thought it was really good. Had some some problems. Some really big problems. But ultimately, I thought it was a really good film. I thought it was a really fun film. Mm -hmm. I think before Zack Snyder left, I think he really took in what fans had to say. They wanted a, like a light-hearted, uh, like a more of a light-hearted, funner film, um, and I feel like I feel like fans are gonna be pleased with this.
0: Yes, I agree. I think this is a good movie, and I was pleasantly surprised by it. I actually enjoyed most of the time I was sitting in the theater watching this movie. Um, I, like you said, it's not perfect. It's not better than some of the other movies, or most of the other Marvel or superhero movies that have come out this year. I would say. Thor is definitely better than it. Uh Wonder Woman's better than it. Logan's better than it. Spider-Man's better than it probably. And I mean but it's a good movie. I mean that to, to me that just speaks to the level of quality of the movies this year when it comes to superhero movies. We've had some good good ones. Um I I def- it's going to be hard to talk about this movie without spoiling some things. Uh but we are going to do it. And let's start with positives and for me and this is probably i'm assuming this is where you're going to go first as well but maybe i'm wrong maybe you didn't like this at all the characters i think that they did a great job of fleshing out a lot of these characters not all of them there's some that they definitely do not do a great job of fleshing out and there's some one in particular his name starts with super and ends in man um he I think they've really botched how they handled that character as a whole in their whole universe, and it kind of just comes to a head in this movie. But overall, when it comes to the characters, everyone kind of gets their moment to shine. Cyborg is interesting. You can say what you will about the CGI, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. But I think Cyborg has a lot of... He has a pretty interesting character kind of dynamic. Flash is my least favorite, um, but Wonder Woman... I mean, she steals every scene she's in. Gal Gadot is now, I think, what? I i think we can say she is, like, every time she is in one of these movies, she's one of, if not the best part of the movie. So that's pretty impressive. I think she's done a great job with this character. Uh, Aquaman was really good. I think they underdeveloped his backstory, but he was really good. Uh, there's just, there's a lot of good in these characters. And overall, they had a good... They had good chemistry between all of them, and they were just enjoyable. They had an enjoyable screen presence. So that that's my biggest positive of the characters and getting to spend time with them.
1: Um, I mean, I disagree with you when you brought up one of the characters, because, you know, nice on, Carlos. Okay. But we're not going to get into it. Um, we'll talk about that in the spoiler review. But going back into it, um, I really liked basically everybody i really like jason momoa as aquaman yes fact, he's so he was good. really really good mm-hmm. you can just tell jason jason momo was just having such a great yeah. time being aquaman you could just tell he really loves the character um and and you know he really wanted to bring this character to life i mean i i absolutely every time jason momo was on screen i absolutely loved it i wish to him more screen time honestly because he was just great um Gal Gadot she is amazing as always she was amazing in Batman versus Superman she was really amazing in Wonder Woman definitely amazing in this movie as well she continues to shine and be one of the best parts of the movie Ben Affleck as Batman again he's great he's really good I liked him as Batman yeah. he, he's great um, Ezra Miller as the Flash look I mean if we're comparing Grant, look I, I mean I, I liked him I liked him I thought he was a good version of the of the Flash, I didn't have a problem with him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I thought he was really good. I still need to. I'll, I want to see more of him before I can say, you know, before I can give a definitive. Okay, who's better? Because I know that's gonna. I know it's gonna be one of the questions. Who's the better Flash, Grant Gustin or Ezra Miller? I don't know. I still don't <laughs> know. I haven't seen enough of Ezra Miller yet. I've seen four years of Grant Gustin as the Flash. I haven't seen. This is my first time ever seeing Ezra Miller, so I I still want to see more of what he can bring out to the character. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Ezra Miller... Uh, okay, I mean, look, I don't want to... I, I don't want to really compare him to Grant Gustin. I don't really, like... I, I know that's a debate that's going to happen. I don't really care to take part in it, but I just personally, I didn't connect with his version of The Flash. He definitely had some moments towards the back half of the movie that I actually like, there's some good chuckles I had in there, uh, where with his, involving his character. But I, I, I just don't like the direction they've decided to take the flash in this universe. And that's, you know, that's fine. It just doesn't click with me and it's going to click with some people and that's totally fine. Um, I do want to continue on with positives and kind of move away from the characters and the performances. Cause we've kind of talked about that a lot now, uh the action i think the action is overall very good in this movie uh the we go we see a lot of wonder woman action and man i really love seeing wonder woman just kick butt she, she is I, I know i'm gonna bring up gal gadot and wonder woman a lot in this in this review But that's because she's again my favorite part of the movie so she kicks butt in this movie there's some great action with batman Um, And one quick thing with Batman and Ben Affleck, you brought up him. I Like his Batman. I really liked him in Batman v Superman. I Actually liked him more as Bruce Wayne in this movie than as Batman. I know that's a weird comment to make But I'll explain more when we talk more in depth about the movie But I really do like Ben Affleck in this role and it's a shame that he seems to be wanting to get out of it Um, Yeah, yeah, so there's tons of action in this movie and you know, again with the CG, it is what it is. But I overall, I don't think it ruins the action at all. So that's definitely.
1: Yeah, to I think the action's really good. And you mentioned a lot of action sequences when it comes to Diana, Dana um, Diana and, and yeah. uh, Ben Affleck's Batman. I mean, I think they all did. I think the action in this movie is really good, especially with uh, Jason Moore's Yeah, I mean, there's a yeah. whole scene montage where he's just wrecking shop um there's a whole montage of them really acting as a team and this is this feels like a really well-founded team i really didn't get that same that same like damn like this is the justice league you know Mm -hmm. like i did in the avengers movie the first one where you're just like okay this is the avengers like holy crap um but you did feel that these people were coming together and that these people were close and i'm going to go ahead and say i really liked you know, there's a scene in here where Diana's really explaining to Bruce about what's going on. And, I, you know, we get this whole history of the villain, Stefan Wolf. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it. There's going to be some great Easter eggs for you guys. I'm not going to ruin that for you guys, but there are some great Easter eggs there. I think the way those scenes were shot, especially, were really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give Zack Snyder props if that's what the scenes that he directed. I, I think those scenes were really well done, really great scenes. Um, and yeah, I thought those scenes were really great. I think some of the, I, I really liked how we were diving into each and every one of these characters' worlds. I really, really liked that. I thought that getting in there was really nice, and I really liked the mythology that this movie really sets up for us. I really liked it.
0: What do you think of the villain? I don't know if you're going to bring him up later or not.
1: I thought it was a really powerful villain. I just didn't know... For me, he was just bland, though. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. thought he was a really good powerhouse, you know? And he was definitely strong, definitely insane. But, you know, just a very bland character, you know? Mm-hmm. I really didn't know what his goal was. Um, I mean, yeah, I know ultimately, yeah, you know, just the world, whatever. Mm-hmm. Same. What else is new? Um, but, you know, I, I didn't know why he wanted to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what his motives were for wanting that to happen. Yeah. That's what I would have given us that. Uh, so,
0: so. I was a little surprised by Steppenwolf. I, I, go, I was going in. I think I even said it uh, last episode or the episode before. I was like, if Steppenwolf is really going to be the villain, like, that's going to be kind of disappointing. And i i mean he's fine i i really like i was expecting him to be like oh i do not care like give us a dark side or something and we don't get that <laughs> so i guess that's a spoiler spelling what's not in the movie but um i don't know it's I, I i ended up kind of liking steppenwolf now he's not this most like you're right there's not much depth to him and there's not much explanation to him But uh, for his type of villain, I didn't necessarily need it, especially in a movie that's about a team that we haven't seen a lot of the members before. And you're right. They did do a good job of kind of going into everybody's kind of world. And some of it worked better than others. But overall, I think they did a good job. And I really liked the formation of the team. And there's a lot of I mean, obviously, we see from the end of Batman v Superman, batman and diana are both kind or bruce and diana are kind of talking about it and the, we kind of pick up around there so i like that it's bruce and diana who are bringing everybody together and they realize that something is going on and then it kind of escalates from there so there's elements of the story especially in the first half that i really really loved and i was like man they're killing this like i really loved the first half of this movie i'm not gonna lie even with a barry allen who i'm not a fan of i really loved the first half of this movie with the formation of the team and everything uh the story kind of falls apart as we move along but that doesn't take away my enjoyment of the first half you have any other positives that you really want to get off your chest or you want to move to negatives
1: uh yeah we can move to negatives
0: uh, yeah, and I mentioned it. For me, the story as the movie progresses. I It kind of falls apart. There, It really feels like... Even the climax of the movie just feels like, Oh, that's the end. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it just kind of happens. And it's not... Look, DC has had some horrible endings for their movies. Um, a la Suicide Squad. But... <laughs> this is not that it's just not, it was a little underwhelming. It really was. And then as the story kind of unfolded and we think we're going to get a little bit more explanation for some of these things, we don't. And then the explanation we do get again, it's a little underwhelming, especially I mentioned a little bit Aquaman's backstory. I thought that was really underwhelming. I did not enjoy his backstory as much as I enjoyed Momo in the role in his character. Um, I, I, think that they kind of just threw it in there it felt really forced uh wonder woman we go a little bit into her world and i liked that um really there there's a very key moment in the movie where they decide they're going to do something because it's the only way they're going to win and that to me was the turning point where i was like really this is where we're taking the story and then when when once we saw it executed it kind of it didn't work for me either. So I, I don't know. There's I like I said, I love the first half. It's just as the story progresses in the back half of the movie, it kind of loses me there. But it was still just fun. <laughs> I don't know. It's fun. So what what are some of your negatives, though?
1: I'm going to say that it was rushed. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with, you know, Jason Momoa's storyline. I mean, I thought that was fine. You know, these characters haven't had a standalone movie before. I you agree. Know, so I just course... want it to be better. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was good. I thought it was good enough. I mean, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get a full edged story. You know, I thought it was fine, but uh, I thought the story was rushed at some points. I'll give that. I'll say that much. I, I just felt that we were going, you know, we were going to a point too fast. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I wish it would have taken their time more. I think this movie was about two hours. I wouldn't mind seeing an extra thirty minutes of this movie. It really wouldn't. If, yeah. they if, if they would have, if they would have, if they would have taken their time, we're saying a DC movie to,
0: needed more time to develop.
1: Wow, that's surprising. Yeah, and never and heard, and never said believe- that before. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's been a really off day for me. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they, I think they should have taken their time. I mean, they have, they have a great cast. I think they have a great set of people working on the film, or editing the film and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have great characters. You know, you have all these great people working on the film. I think you would have, I think it would have been fine to add an extra thirty minutes. I really yeah, do. I agree. I think I think be ballsy with it. Okay, you did Wonder Woman. You did great with her. That's mm-hmm. great. Do this. You know, you guys are saying you guys want to just make a Just League movie off the bat and do it. Yeah. And make it really great. Um, not that this wasn't a good movie. Again, I had a bunch of fun in this movie. Yeah. Um, but that is that's one of my biggest negatives. There were some comedic moments with The Flash that did not hit me. I thought they were trying to make it just a little bit way too funny. Um, But I think overall, it's comedy hit. There's just some moments where it didn't hit. I just thought they were trying too hard to make him the comedic relief. And I thought him being quippy was was fine. What about
0: the other comedic moments in the movie? Like with some of the other characters?
1: I didn't mind them. I thought they were fine. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I thought it worked for what it is because you know I, I I want Bruce Wayne to have a moment where you know he's like oh oh all right sorry like because he's he's the smartest guy in the room and just to see him do something stupid I, I thought it was I it was like I mean it happens.
0: There were some <laughs> yeah. moments with him that I didn't mind, but there were some where I'm like, uh, you're taking it a little too far. You're trying to make Bruce a little too fun. Like I I don't know. There's just a, a little bit with that. I, but I I agree that. The Flash is definitely the biggest culprit of it. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, as for the CGI, the CGI <laughs> for Cyborg, it was a little bit better in the movie. Than in the trailer, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. Uh. they did as much as they could, but it was not enough. It, he just looked <laughs> weird, and that was one of my main concerns. That's always been my main concern when it comes to bringing his character to the screen, is how are you going to bring that character the life and give him like yeah Yeah. visually is give him that face because i would always think that you would have to just you would have to do something different with him you know um you would have to design him in a different way but they legit copied and pasted like in the comics and i was like i don't know for me it didn't really it didn't really transcend um well on screen i would have loved them to do something more prosthetic
0: with it go a little bit more practical it's It's definitely, you're right, it's not as bad as it originally looked in the trailer, but it's still not good, and... I think early in the movie it actually looked decent because they were hiding most of it and he had this cloak type thing on and it really kind of worked because you didn't see much of it it was all really dark and that's a good way to hide questionable CGI is to kind of cloud it and cover it up with darkness Um, and I think it really worked in the beginning but then as we progress the movie you know he can't wear like a hoodie the entire movie so they kind of got exposed in that aspect and really the CGI throughout the movie is not not the greatest. It does feel like they kinda of rush through that aspect of it. And again, you you kind of this movie's in a weird place because of the whole Zack Snyder situation where he had to step down because of his family and all this stuff. So I get it I get that there was a lot of different issues in that respect, but it's still something you gotta bring up. The CGI was not a strong point of this movie.
1: Yeah, and it's unfortunate it's unfortunate, you know, I really wish to do it kept up the par, you know? Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I mean, we did the same thing for, for Thor, you know, so, let's see, giant Thor wasn't that great either. So, True. I mean, but I think the main, the, I think the, I think the main focal point should have been to use a CG, whatever CGI money you're going to spend, you know, what you're going to, you, you should use it on, you should spend your most money on cyborg on your characters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the guy that that's basically a CGI character, Yeah. you know? Oh, okay. Um, what let's let's enough. talk
0: about Mustache Gate. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of? Did you notice the Henry Cavill mustache that was CGI'd away? No, did you? Not directly. I could. I wasn't. I couldn't pick out like, oh, that's where that. This scene is where he has the CGI. But I. I don't know what it is. But he just his face looks a little glossed over in a lot of these scenes. <laughs> And I don't, uh, I couldn't quite tell, like, what they were doing, like, what, be it makeup-wise or visually. And maybe those scenes where I noticed kind of he had a weird look to his face was the mustache scenes. I, I don't know. It's just, it's such a weird subplot that we're, like, talk like, that's an actual thing. Like, people are, like talking about how bad the cgi was for his mustache i didn't notice it directly like i again i couldn't like point out Ooh, look you can see the outline of his mustache but there were scenes when his face just looked a little weird so maybe that was it but
1: (laughs) i'm really trying not to bring up superman (laughs) Uh,
0: look he's he's like the fifth build person in this movie he's clearly in it they didn't show him in the trailers but come on to me you know i'm really sensitive with spoilers but uh, look if you're I'm listening to this to and you didn't, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you didn't know he was in this movie then congratulations and sorry i uh, he's in the movie uh, <laughs> um but yeah it, it is what it is i yeah i i do want to bring up last point how the how in god's <laughs> in god's name is Amy Adams build above Gal Gadot in this movie. Her name you comes build? up. Yeah, like when the name started rolling out, Amy Adams' name came first. <laughs> what are we doing?
1: It's completely <laughs> That's completely really strange. That's really strange, right? I Like it's nothing. It has nothing to do with the time. movie. I didn't know this You just said something. I don't you know, think about it. you did dead. Um... I don't know why. That's I mean, so. I mean, Amy maybe.
0: Adams, I mean, maybe she's making Amy a Adams lot of money, was, and she probably Amy is because she's was, Amy Adams. But
1: Amy Adams was great for what she was in. She's not I in the movie way, much. I liked her ten times better in this movie than I did in Batman vs Superman.
0: Well, I think I think she gives around the same performance. It's just they used her less, and that benefited her as a character because in Batman vs Superman she did not need to be in the third act of that movie at all and she was a lot but in this movie it's a lot less they use her a lot more sparingly so it's better that way
1: Yeah. it's uh, it's they needed to stop um yeah. and and um yeah i think that's it for me man i mean, yeah. I think the cgi was really like cgi and and you story. know some of the comedic timing and, and the story yeah was bad, but I think it was all pretty well done. I, I really liked this movie.
0: And I know last thing I'll say before we give our scores or whatever I know people have been saying and I know people are probably tired of people saying that this is a fun movie, but honestly after seeing the movie, that's the best way you can describe it it's it's a fun movie. Is it kind of, is? does the story fall apart? Yes. Are there issues with some of the tone and uh, some of the pacing, as Ozzy mentioned? Yes. But the characters are enjoyable enough that I just, I walked out of this movie going, that was good. I had a good time with this movie. I was pleasantly surprised. So Ozzy, what was your score for this movie and where does it kind of rank among the DC movies for you?
1: I'm going to give it a 7.5.
0: Okay. What does it rank among the DC movies?
1: Number two. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I would I need agree to with that. St- I need to rewatch Man of Steel. I yeah. haven't rewatched it, and I hate, to, I hate to sound like a. I hate to hit this tree over and over again, but. Um, been busy, so <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Uh, you know, we I've been busy with with catching up with all these movies and, and clearly TV. So yeah, I mean, yeah. there's been a lot. I don't have time to rewatch an entire movie.
0: Yeah, I am going to give this movie a 7.2. I think it's a good movie. I really do, and I think most people are going to be able to go into this movie and enjoy it. It's one of the better DC movies, and some people might say, well, the bar's not very high. Well, you're probably right. But <laughs> I think it is a good movie. And it definitely brings us in an interesting direction when it comes to this DC universe, especially when yeah. considering a lot of the back behind the scenes aspect of this, where if this movie doesn't make much money, how much is this movie actually? Going to impact anything or they just she's gonna go into a completely different direction. I I don't know uh, It's gonna be interesting to see what happens with this whole universe based on how this movie does so uh, But I did enjoy this movie. I, I think it is a very fun movie. You will go in and have fun with it It's not better than Wonder Woman though, which I did watch. I did rewatch Batman v Superman and Wonder Woman before this movie before I went to go see this movie Batman v Superman. I only watched the regular edition because I don't actually have the extended edition, I don't think. I mean, yeah, you do. It might be at my house then, and not in Virginia. Oh, that's what I
1: was about to say. I don't I, have I, it yeah. with me. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> um, and that movie is so problematic without the extended edition, so I'm not even gonna touch it. But Wonder Woman. I am so secure in my rating of that movie, and I know Enrique. I do need to w- rewatch Logan because I know Enrique has major problems with me having it ranked above Ro- Logan or whatever scored above Logan. But I am so after wa- rewatching that movie, I am so
1: confident in it's my score. I mean, are two, two different films. Though, I know. You know what I mean? I know. And it's just like it's, they're two different. I mean, and, and it's kind of crazy to say that, you know, because it just used to be all the superhero films. But no, I mean, these superhero films—they're having subgenres within these films, yeah. you know and it's getting hard to like for me it's hard to compare logan with wonder woman because yeah wonder woman is such an inspiring movie it's one of the most inspiring movies i've seen in a very long time yeah you know what i mean and, and logan is breaking down this character that we've yeah. known for like like 10 over 10 years yeah you know what i'm saying and it's it's just a sad movie and it's just so crazy yeah. to seeing him where he is so you know they're just two completely different films. I know, I know. And I, I personally, I mean, I love them both, but I, for me, it's very hard to compare them because they're just yeah. very. I, I know, but un- even yes.
0: just Enrique judges the fact that it's my score. My score for Wonder Woman is slightly above my score for Logan. <clears throat> and I, again, I'm just after rewatching the movie. Yes, it has problems. The ending is not good, but it to me it doesn't even matter because even throughout the ending, it's just so Uplifting and thematically brilliant. It's I mean, I gosh, I love Wonder Woman. Um, and Patty Jenkins is amazing. But anyway, moving on. We're gonna talk about some TV. (laughs) Hard pivot to TV. And you didn't watch too much T V this week, but out of what you watched, give me a high and a low. Or if if you just have highs or you just have lows, give them to me. I just
1: have highs, honestly. Um all the shows I watched this week were all highs. (laughs) All of them are highs. Walking Dead, Supergirl, and This is Us, All us. I thought they were all really great, especially Supergirl. I was actually surprised Supergirl. It reminded um, it me Zach so great. much of Smallville. I was so hyped. Dude, I was just like, I cannot believe I'm actually excited for next week's episode of Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> that episode was so good though. I really loved yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorites of the of the show, honestly. Yeah. Um, really good. Going back to The Walking Dead, we did not have Walking Dead recap, I'm sorry again, we're just trying to figure out the schedules and stuff like that, but Walking Dead recap should happen next Wednesday, we'll have a surprise guest for ya. <laughs> Anyways, but, um, yeah, I mean, The Walking Dead was really, really, really good. Um, just so tense. Um, it might be my favorite test,
0: episode of
1: the entire the show. Most test, the most tense, I mean, and I felt... I mean, you really, you're really, you really following, um, what's his name? The, he's the king of the kingdom. Ezekiel. Ezekiel. And, you know, you're following also Carol. Carol was also, I mean, you're mostly following them for the entire episode, but it was just so good, very intense. You even get a scene montage of Daryl and Rick working together. Um, I honestly love the entire episode. It was a really good episode. For those of you guys who don't know, we lost somebody really huge in The Walking Dead. So I was not expecting to
0: be as emotionally impacted as as I was. I do. I know was right? I was like,
1: no. Yeah. <laughs> it's because they couldn't afford the CGI, that to be a major hint. But damn it, <laughs> um, so upsetting. But anyways, uh, what what else? This is us. <laughs> dude, this is us, awesome, man. This this was a crazy episode. A really crazy episode because we finally get this relationship between Kevin and Jack and it's 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 a Kevin filled episode. It's it's all about Kevin. And for me, I'm I'm one of the people who's really stuck who's really stuck up for Kevin, who's like Kevin. I know you really didn't like Kevin that much. Um, At first, I've come around on him. He's a great character. He, yeah, he's a great character. The actor who plays him, his name slips my mind. But he does, Justin this Hartley. is by far, Justin Hartley, this is by far his best performance. Oh, yeah. His best performance. I mean, when he breaks down, man, you're just, you feel for him. And I absolutely just love the dialogue that the teenage, teenage Kevin plays with his father. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love the dialogue there. Thought it was really good, and I really, really would love to see. It, you know, for me, it really broke me. You know, when he went to Randall to freaking tell him, and then Randall tells him something completely different. Yeah. And I hope it doesn't. I hope I was so I was not at the show, honestly, because I was just like, you were. You could have had a moment there, but then you just you decided to twist our hearts even more, which I hate you for it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, it, like, because I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's good or or not. I mean, we're just having so much.
0: I am very conflicted about the deci- that decision and that writing decision.
1: <laughs> yes, because I don't know. I don't know why they decided to do that. You know, what I mean, mm. like this character, this character. You know, uh, you know. Get yeah, spoilers. We always do spoilers here, but spoiler alert for this is us because we're going to talk about. It. We have to. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand why why they decided to do that to Kate. I don't. And, you know, because this is such a Kevin-filled episode. And, you know, we were going to finally get, like, I wanted a resolution for Kevin. You know, I wanted Kevin to. That was kind of the point. Yeah, I wanted Kevin to tell Randall. I wanted Kevin Mm -hmm. to go back to Sophie and be like, this is what's going on. Like, See, but again. This is what's going on. But it's, you know, and I understand why they did it with Kate, because I want Kate to really relate to her. Her mom and I feel like Kate's gonna really mm-hmm. get closer to her mother because of it. But I just don't think it was necessary to do it at that moment. If you're gonna do it, I just okay. I don't.
0: Let no. me explain why I'm very conflicted about this. On one hand, it is excellent. It is an excellent dramatic element to introduce, right? We think this is going one place. We have this huge climactic moment with Kevin, right? Where i I had been hearing about his performance all week preceding this episode the actors were tweeting about it from the show you said something after you watched it because you watched it before i did so i was really looking forward to it and for the most of the episode i was like okay he's good but where is it and then it kicks in at the end i'm like oh okay he is great um and we get a lot of that right and then the whole theme of the episode is how he you know he has all these dreams and every time he kind of pushes them to the side and he adjusts and he has this whole speech about it where he's like he he, he he's like every time something goes wrong he's able to somehow come out on top and he's tired of it in a way he just he just wants to feel like a normal person and he wants to be treated like a normal person and he finally has this moment, and then it's again taken away from him by somebody else, right? Where something happens to him, but then again, it's not about him. And he just wants somebody to, again, like he says in that in his breakdown, he wants somebody to just see him and acknowledge that he is there and he is in pain. Because he never really has had that in his life. And it happens to him again, and that's a great, dramatic element to introduce to have him finally come to this realization where he's going to tell his brother that he is suffering. And then, boom, all the attention is going to be off him. Nobody's going to care. And that is a great moment. But on the other hand, and this is why I'm conflicted about it, I honestly think they don't know what to do with Kate. And I felt this this entire season that... You know, she all of a sudden wants to do the singing thing, and, you know, we're not focusing on the weight so much anymore, and then they get married, but they don't want to get married, or she wants to get married, but she all of a sudden wants to get married like right now, and then he changes her mind. It's just, there's so much, I, I don't think, they're writing in circles with Kate. They don't know what to do. Then she's pregnant, and now all of a sudden she's lost the baby. I... I don't think that the writing has done the best with Kate. To me, she is the weakest written character. Now, that's not to say I like the actress. I think that she has so much potential with her character. There's so much there that you could touch on. But I don't think that they know what they want to do with her. And I think this is another example of it. But at the same time, great decision for Kevin's storyline. Because that feeling that we had watching it, where it's like, man, he's finally going to get some help. He's going to get out of this no he's not
1: no but they could have had they could have had that we're supposed to feel that no but i kevin i feel like you know the thing that i was annoyed with about kevin's characters like especially with last season it was him building himself up to somebody into somebody better you know and being taken seriously and to be a better brother to Randall and to be a better brother to, to Kate. And now they're just tearing that whole fundum foundation down into giving him an addiction and for him not to get out of it. Like we've seen him build a relationship with Sophie and now he's just back down to the slums. It's, it's, I'm tired of it, but we've seen that that's who
0: he is give this guy a break No, but that's the thing life hasn't given him a break. That's the point to me, you know, or he has this has happened to him Oh, you're right. We've we've only seen it for I guess in showtime like a year or so But this is what he's what's he's been going through what we've seen through flashbacks his entire life where something bad happens and then Somehow nobody like treats him like it's something bad happened because like his dad said you'll find a way and that's ev- how everybody treats kevin and it's not necessarily fair to him just expecting that he's gonna get, pull himself out of this sometimes you need help you need the people around you and he and i think ev- it said everything in that scene to me is just that he feels like nobody can see it, that he's suffering and nobody can hear that he's suffering. He's screaming out, and nobody can hear him. And uh, to me, I think it's great writing for Kevin. I get it's frustrating, but it's supposed to be, for me at least. So,
1: I absolutely don't like it. I think it's <laughs> stupid, and I think they're going too much into it with him. I think they need to give him a break. I mean, <laughs> the guy's been through enough. That's the point. <laughs> All right. but I anyway. don't give a damn. That's <laughs> the point. Give the man a break. I would have at least like at least let him tell Sophie. At least, because you you never know. We
0: may we may get to that point. Who knows? But yeah,
1: because at least, because you know, they've been saying like, oh, you know, like basically what I've been getting, gathering from their relationship, is she will accept him for whoever he is. She Mm -hmm. she loves him for him. She loves all of him, and he can be who he is around her. You know what I'm saying? That's a relationship that they've been building up through the through just them as kids, Mm -hmm. through them as teenagers and for them as adults. So I would have at least loved to see Kevin break down in front of Sophie. No. They say, you know what? You're done. You're breaking up with her. Why? But that's... <laughs> Why that's, People are like that.
0: Do, don't you know people who will go out of their way for some reason just to screw up a perfectly good relationship, the best relationship they've ever had? There are pe- People do that. That's a human thing. It's a stupid thing. You're right. It's completely dumb. <sighs> but human beings do that. And that's, to me, what makes this show great is that it feels like it's just people where we're just watching people and yes the TV thing would be for him to go back to Sophie break down in front of her and her to nurse him back to health right that's a TV thing to happen but if they're trying to make this different don't let the TV thing happen you know people don't the TV thing doesn't happen to human beings whatever I, I don't know whatever
1: All right. Whatever, Carlos. you took
0: a lot of my highs so <laughs> I'm going to Talk about, ah, man, I guess I will talk about, I know I said I'd talk about um, uh, American Horror Story. I think the finale was pretty good. I, I think with American Horror Story, and this I guess will be my low, is just the whole season, It takes way too long to get going, but once it did, it was really good. It's just, I really wish that those first four episodes had been better executed. Um, I think the finale's fine. It's not nearly as bad as the finale of last season, where they ruined a great season with the finale of last season, but with this season, they had a solid finale to a uneven but overall okay season so that's what i'll say about american horror story my real high high of the week is a show that i literally just watched not like an hour or so before we recorded it's how to get away with murder good lord (laughs) you know we always I, i always make fun of and jesse and i make fun of like shows like star wars rebels where they have everything happen in the last episode, in the, se- in the season finale, or in the mid-season finale. It's like nothing happens for the majority of the season, and then everything goes down in the last episode, right? Th- that's a thing that TV shows do sometimes. M- how to Go To With Murder is definitely one of those cases. With, that's just how their formula is, where it feels like things are definitely happening, and they reveal bits and pieces as we go along. But really, everything happens in the finales, in the mid-season, and then the finale is season finale. And, yes, that can be frustrating, but man, when we get to those episodes, do they deliver. And good lord, I mean, How to Get Away with Murder was amazing. It was just extremely, like, blood pumping. Like, your heart is beating out of your chest watching this show. It is so intense. It, you're just on the edge of your seat. You don't know what's going to happen, even though we've seen bits and pieces of how it ends or how the se- mid season ends. But they did something that I never thought they would even attempt to show on network television with a very uh, bloody person. And man, I did not think I would see that and I was not prepared. <laughs> but it was intense. And that was a great episode of television right there. And that episode reminded me how and why we used to consider during its premiere season how to get away with murder as one of the best shows on network television. It was for that first season, and that episode reminded me of the heights that this show can reach. So I loved that episode. That was definitely the high for me. All right. Well, this is going to be a long episode because I know Jesse and I are going to talk tons of Star Wars on the back end of this. But, thank you for joining us for this main portion of the episode, and now we are going to throw it to Jesse and myself for some Star Wars Rebels and some talking from Star Wars news. Stay tuned.
2: and we're back with another rebels recap i think the last one for a little while uh this we believe was the season f- mid-season finale of the final season of rebels and we apologize for the delay uh, we're not out on our usual episode this week uh, this is our saturday episode instead which is weird but it's been busy and lots been going on so yeah we just had to push it off
0: it is what it is. Yeah. It happens.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's all right. Hey,
0: at least we're not missing whole episodes. You know, it is. <laughs>
2: We've that done that, before. that is true. We yeah. So we're we're retroactively covering this week's episode. Yes. Which uh, was pretty good. Um. So I um, liked it. Yeah, I <laughs> I liked it. It was just for rebels. As a mid-season finale, usually they have so much more going on, mm-hmm. but I think it felt like this one was lacking because they've had so much meat all the way through. They didn't yes. have to cram everything into the mid-season. Exactly. We're just, we're conditioned
0: to expect like, oh, everything's going to happen. I, I made that joke like 10,000 times this season, yep. that everything's going to happen in the mid-season finale, and that wasn't the case this time.
2: But it was good. But yes, it was good. It was and a very good episode. What might be one of the best of the season. I I agree. And it was it felt strange also because it was the first standalone episode. It didn't have a yep. partner to go along with it. So that was weird. <laughs> that was very weird. I would have expected the exact opposite, honestly. But mm-hmm. you know, last season taking some risks. That's that's all right. But anyway, let's jump into the episode. We start right off with a nice little space battle uh, between Green Squadron, Hera's x-wing and x-wings and y-wings that are moving in to bomb the tide defender factory and the fuel depot that is on the planet and Thrawn's uh, but uh, blockade out in space trying to stop them uh so that it goes about how you would expect for star wars uh the rebels are pulling it out and everything's looking good and you're like oh no more imperial incompetence oh gosh But then Thrawn's like, okay, yeah, that was pretty much expected. So send in the second wave. And out of nowhere, TIE fighters, as far as you can see, just show up. And the next scene, you see everybody that's on the ground, Cain and Ezra and everyone looking through binoculars. And watching uh, Hera's entire attack force come falling from the sky on fire because they've all been shot down. Yes. (laughs) That was fantastic. It was great. It, I, yeah.
0: I cheered. <laughs> he did. Um, it was really good. It was. It, it really helps with the issue that I've been having. I know I've talked about it before where Thrawn just kind of like he, he says that he or we assume that he's like in control of everything but then something happens where he just kind of lets him go and it just seems like he wasn't living up to what we're continually being told about him. But this time, I think it worked out. They almost had, like, I was just like, oh my gosh, again, like, they fight through it again. But this time, we got the second wave, and it was really well done.
2: Yeah, I mean, we even, I mean, I even loved the Thrawn, when things appeared to be going bad, he was just super calm. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, I mean, they while the fight in space was going on, all the anti-air cannons on the Surface were being destroyed by Sabine and Zeb and Kanan and all them. Uh, and when Governor Price called Thrawn to say this is so and such has happened, he's like, "Oh, impressive, but we've planned for it. Don't worry, it's mm-hmm. fine." And he, he was just completely calm the entire time, and that's that's the wonderfully scary thing about yeah. him. If you were facing him, yeah, he just doesn't get bothered.
0: Another thing I liked about this whole sequence was something that I think it was last week, I think it was said, but basically they were talking about Hera and how great of a pilot she is. And I I remember when we were watching that kind of thinking, like, have we really seen that she's that great of a pilot? I mean, we've seen she's a good pilot, but they're talking about her like she's one of the best, like, around, period. And we finally got to see it this episode, in my opinion at least. She was killing it in the first wave at least. Obviously, they got completely surrounded by the second wave. And surprise, nothing she can do there. But her, the way she was able to take down, was it the defender? Yeah, the TIE defender. The way she was able to take down the TIE defender was really impressive. And Crazy I, maneuvers. Yes, I quite enjoyed watching that.
2: Uh, yeah, and I mean, even... Whenever she like swooped in and sh- took out two Tie fighters at once that yep. were chasing down one of her comrades, mm-hmm. the guy in the Tie Defender, cuts to his cockpit real quick, and he just immediately, <laughs> when he sees that happen, he goes Sendula. Yeah, like he he re- knows that oh that's her mm-hmm. time to pick her off, and that was that was a really fun moment. Mm-hmm. I agree. So the rest of the episode is following Hera after she got shot down for the most part. Um, so she is tr- running through, trying to escape, has to put a new antenna on top of Chopper and rescue one of her, um, fellow pilots that also got shot down. But they encounter Rook, who is, um, Thrawn's assassin, who's trying to hunt her down and take her in alive, if possible. So that was pretty fun. We got to see some of his maneuvering, uh, some good hand-to-hand fighting there, uh, really well animated. I thought that's... Yes. one thing I always appreciate is you can get blaster fights and all that stuff, that's pretty easy to animate I would imagine, but hand-to-hand fighting good hand-to-hand fighting takes some effort
0: Mm -hmm. I really like Rook as well I, th- I think he's a really good character. Um, we don't get too much out of him, but like Vert, like talking wise. But what we see from him is really cool. And I know it's not necessarily the same as what he originally is in the Legends material or whatever. But I like this version of him that we've gotten. He's this kind of slightly off-center
2: assassin, <laughs> but he is. Really, really cool. So. Yeah, he's very formidable, which yes. is it stands like. There's nothing really that besides him being an assassin instead of a bodyguard. Yeah, that's really that's all all that's been contradicted mm-hmm. so far from. Uh, well, that's good. Legends. So, I mean, he's still a formid- formid- formidable, mm-hmm. Excuse me. Opponent, uh, which we are, we can just assume his entire race, the Nogri, mm-hmm. are as well. But yeah. anyway, she actually does get captured. Yes. Uh, after some hijinks and running around and all that good stuff, they uh, then she does get captured, and it's... it's a pretty looks, somber moment. Yeah. But I liked it. Uh, all this is happening. It cuts away every once in a while to Kanan, mm-hmm. who just decides that he can't go back with the rest of his team, that he has to go back for Hera, but then encounters the Loath Wolf again, which appear, which just appears out of nowhere, then disappears again, Only and then Only says re-appears. one word
0: again. Uh, Yeah,
2: Doom. But this time in the subtitles, it was spelled spelled different.
0: Yes. And he says, I understand. And that's it. This, to me, was the only negative I have about the episode.
2: No fulfillment?
0: Yeah, it's just, it (laughs) kind of feels like, this is where I felt like, okay, where's the second
2: episode? You know? Yep. It it was just stringing us along again. And that was no fun. Because even at the end, like. The Hera's friend escapes, Mm -hmm. and uh, Kanan is there to help him out immediately. And he he just goes back with him. Yeah, he goes he goes back. The rebel goes back. He takes him back to the um, rest of them. I get to I assume. Yeah, yeah, that we're led to believe. But um, he he says, "There's nothing you could have done, but there's something I can do." And then the episode ends. Yeah. After we zoom in on the loth wolf and Mm -hmm. it growls again. So I. What in the world is going on? I don't know, but for the mid-season finale, I feel like we deserve some sort of answer, at least a, some minor answer. He didn't
0: answer something. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's it was fine. I, the, all right, that part was fine. It's not like it was bad. Like where I'm like, oh gosh, this is awful stuff. Like it's not. It's <clears> just I was like expecting to get something, at least some kind of answer, and we didn't. We got. The wolf didn't, like, add anything to this episode. It just was repeating, basically, the same questions and things that we have from the last time, you know? So, that last time that we saw it. Uh, <laughs> one random side question or side thing that I was, again, like, I asked myself in my head while
2: watching this episode. Are the droids sentient? Um, There is evidence in the current Star Wars canon that... Most that some droids at least are sentient. Yes,
0: because I like the droid gets like kind of stunned or whatever. Like the the other guy's droid, the yeah, yeah, the other pilot's droid gets well, kind of stunned or whatever. Yeah. and then she and then Hen, or Hera was like, okay, so we need to take his antenna to put it on Chopper, and then the guys like he would want to help. And I'm just like, okay, this is making him sound really sentient. But then that brings the question: if they're sentient, then they're slaves. I mean yeah sort
2: of basically the so I don't know. most it's just of a random the rebels have me. the rebels for the most part have this we, have this weird perception of droids compared yes. to the rest where they see them as something with with rights up mm-hmm. to an extent but it's also kind of indicated that only certain types of droids can have sentience like they're if they're given yeah. enough intelligence and it's the sentience is something that they develop over time it's mm-hmm. not something that they're just all of a sudden have it. Like the older the droid is, the more sentient it is. Like, uh, right now in canon, there's... It makes um, it feel more sentient. Yeah, like, uh, there's... In, by the time of The Force Awakens, um, C-3PO has learned a million more languages. He knows seven million languages now, instead so of six. Um, he is lead of a entire spy ring within the Resistance. And he has vague memories of... Uh, Tatooine and things that happened before his memory wipe in episode three, things that he shouldn't remember. So that indicates sentience because of his age. He's able to recall back and start to develop these certain things.
0: I don't think this will happen anytime in the near future, but I would love for that to be explored in some fashion.
2: Um, In the book that recently came out, the legends of Luke Skywalker, um, For the most part, I don't recommend the book. It's a a lot of stories that are like iffy with unreliable narrators about Luke. Some of them are just not worth reading at all. Mm -hmm. But one of them that is, uh, I had like three that I was like, okay, yeah, this is really good. But one of them is told from a droid's perspective. And it was very interesting seeing um, how this droid was basically led into slavery, uh, reprogrammed against its will. And then uh, Luke saved it and all the others, mainly because R2 also was had gotten captured. But mm-hmm. still, it was, that was a very interesting story. So that's a good. Uh, Read if you want to uh, check that out a little bit more, but we haven't, we don't have a whole lot of information about that still.
0: Yeah, I'm talking like full on droid uprising type thing.
2: That would be (laughs) something for comics, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, I I know it'll never happen. Well, it won't happen anytime soon. They've got tons of other things to do.
2: Actually, in Legends, there was, um, I think a few books about like there were, there were entire. There, in Legends, there were uh, several books and stuff that um, did have planets of entirely sentient droids that had risen up against their masters because of that. So maybe we'll go back that direction again, but maybe not. Who knows? Yeah.
0: Uh, do you have anything else for this episode in particular, or?
2: Um, no. No, me neither. Me <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, it has its flaws. It just. I really missed that second episode. Yes. Honestly, that's yep. uh, they got us used to it, then they took it away, and now we have to wait several weeks for yeah. the next episode.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, whenever it comes out. I don't think we have a date for the next episode. I would so.
2: imagine J-
0: January after The Last Jedi. That's what I would assume as well. Um, all right, well, have we talked since the Star Wars news? No, we have not. Okay, so... If I mean, you've probably all heard by now, but if you haven't heard, there's going to be another trilogy, unrelated from the Skywalker main saga, like the episode, episodic um, saga, and it's going to be basically run by Ryan Johnson, and he's going to write and direct the first one, and yay. <laughs> That's some of our thoughts, or my thoughts, definitely. Uh, yeah, I agree. He, I'm excited for this. Look. Ryan Johnson is amazing. If you haven't seen Looper, go see Looper. That'll get you to be very excited for the last Jedi. If you haven't seen Brick, definitely see Brick. He is a great director and a great writer. There's no reason not to be excited for this. Um now I guess the question is what is it going to be about? Now there's also a TV show in the works as well, so there's tons yeah. of questions about these things. We really don't have any guesses, especially for the movie side of thing, because they've been saying that it's not going to be anything that's ever been explored. But then that brings up the question, is it is that talking about ever been explored, like even including legends, or are you just talking canon? So who knows, but Jesse, what are your theories about what's going to be explored in the TV show and then the movies? So the two leading theories for both,
2: depending on who you talk to, is... Um The Old Republic, like uh, Darth Revan, Darth Bane, all that stuff that happened long, long before Mm -hmm. um, any of the movies, and a movie about bounty hunters and pirates, kind of in the league of the uh, cancelled game 1313. And I can see either one of these really being the case with either one, because honestly, with the movie series... The under the criminal underworld takes place because we've never really explored that outside of a book form
0: give me the gangster
2: movie yeah I mean honestly like a uh, we've never seen really a good team up of villains uh, out doing anti-hero stuff have we no no I mean I, I'm not just talking about in Star Wars I'm talking about period Um in the, last argue, cu- in the last couple of years if you want to argue suicide squad but that's not a good that's what example. I'm calling out that's what <laughs> that, that's what I'm calling out like uh, there's plenty of examples of good westerns and stuff yeah. like that uh, like this but I'm saying in the last couple of years we haven't seen anything like that really mm-hmm. and I I want that that would be really fun have a um, some bounty hunters we know some new ones we don't know coming and going and Make it even like pacing it kind of like a Western, a series of Westerns or a gangster movie or making each one a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They might not want to do that. That might be better fuel for the anthology films, mm-hmm. in which case maybe The Old Republic would be better. I'm a fan of either one. Outside of that, I don't really know. Yeah. I'm afraid to speculate too much because then I'll get disappointed.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I really don't have any. I think. I think they know how much people want older public stuff. Yeah, that's all I'll say in regards to that. I think they are aware of how much people want that. Now, if that'll lead to anything, I don't know. I think if I had to pick one, it'd probably be this show.
2: Now, I did but just to have something know. that popped in my head. What? So, what if they they obviously know how much people want older public stuff? Mm-hmm. So they make a uh, they they do the TV series on this, but they don't start there. What if they started with the formation of the Jedi and the Sith for like the first season? Then mm-hmm. the next season, they jump forward into like Darth Revan and then into Darth Bane and then into like all these different things. Like it's not a continuous cast of characters mm-hmm. each season. But like more an of an anthology show? More of an anthology show covering different uh, eras within the Force. I think that would. Work that would be something that the fans would want, and you couldn't do that with the movies, really. Uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be as well accepted, I don't think, within the movies.
0: Okay, there's things that make that very possible, and then there's things that don't make that possible. To me, the biggest thing that makes that gives credence to it is anthology series are in right now. I mean, there's oh, yeah. no denying that there are tons of anthology shows on. And they're very good, and they're well-received, and critically acclaimed, and things like that. They're in right now. That is a very popular thing to do right now. That being said, for the first Star Wars show ever, basically, the first live-action one at least, to be an anthology show, that's going to take some balls. (laughs) I don't think... That's really risky, and I know they're going to have to draw people into that, and... I, I know if you put Star Wars on the name people are going to see it and yes, it's going to be on their new streaming service So it's basically just a marketing tool to draw people into getting their streaming service. Yeah, whatever. That's fine um, I, I do find it funny that there was this huge uprising and
2: <laughs> yeah, me and you have been talking a lot about this this
0: week <laughs> Well, there's this huge uprising. I, I want to talk about the gaming thing definitely. Okay. Okay. but there's this huge uprising when Star Trek does the exact same thing basically that Disney is doing right now, where they are making a new series and putting it on the streaming service and saying, you have to get the streaming service to see our, to see our show. Star Trek did the exact same okay. thing. Okay, but... And people freaked the hell out and were like, what? You're going to make me pay? And look, I was definitely... I, I still haven't watched the show because I don't want to get the freaking streaming service. But... Disney does it, and nobody cares. I have not heard that from anybody. Here's, the, here's That's the difference hilarious to me. To me.
2: <laughs> here's the difference to me. Star Trek has been something that's always been on TV. Good point. Uh, it's, it's always been there from 1963 on. Yes. Uh, in different iterations, there have been breaks where there hasn't been one, but that's because they've been making a new one. Mm-hmm. There have been movies, all this different stuff. And so... To take that off of TV, take that away from the general public, and put it behind a paywall, <laughs> is very different than saying we're starting Fair. something new that you have to pay to come and see. Mm-hmm. That's not so much different as what Netflix does. Yeah, like me and you were having this conversation the other day. Netflix created their own business model, realized their business model was so good that they had to create their own content so that other, so make to set themselves apart. Yes. So, this is just following the Netflix business model yes. in what Disney is doing with Star Wars. That doesn't really translate to Star Trek that's always been on the air. Also, Disney can kind of afford to do this because they have other things that people exactly. are going to watch. That's what in the world am I going to pay to watch on NBC streaming service CBS. besides Star Trek? CBS, but yes. Whatever. Uh, it's just, NBC, it's, CBS, they're all the same. <laughs> they I, I don't care.
0: Hey, NBC has the best show on network television, and that's This Is Us. So, NBC greater than That, that. is a great show. And <laughs>
2: uh, and th- here's the thing, guys. I, I love Star Trek. I don't hold to any grudge or anything. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love Star Trek, and I grew up on it. But I am not. I haven't seen Discovery at all. I've been getting my Star Trek fix by either rewatching The Next Generation, the best Star Trek, or... Uh, watching the Orville, which is a love letter to the next generation. Yep. I mean, that's that's where I've been getting my fix. And I, I don't understand the appeal of Star Trek Discovery right now because I just can't justify paying for something for it.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I do want to talk about what you brought up. Yeah, my, what bit. I alluded to. The gaming thing. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm just going to get this off my chest. Do it gaming fans are quickly becoming my least favorite kind of fans you got and i'm gonna just speak directly to you gaming fans shut up look if you don't (laughs) want the game don't buy the game but i am tired of here of seeing new articles every day about gaming fans freaking out about how ea is not doing it right and then they try to do something they try to change it up that's still not good enough. Oh, they they're lying to you. They're doing the, I I don't care. Just don't buy the game.
2: Shut the hell up. Yeah. Please. Th- this I've been I am and I have to apologize to you Carlos. I've been talking about a lot about this to you. I don't see myself as one of the active people in this, I've been more interested at the results on both sides of mm-hmm. this and kind of enjoying the chaos a little bit. <laughs> I, I get that too. It's
0: pretty hilarious, but at the same time, it's a little... like
2: I don't just, agree what with what EA's been doing. If you're not familiar, basically EA uh, in the new Battlefront game, they put certain characters so that you have to earn them to be able to play them online. I don't have a problem with that. But they put the barrier that you have to get to unlock playing them so high that basically you're going to have, want to pay for their in-game currency to play them at all because otherwise it's going to take at least 40 hours of gameplay to unlock them, which I don't understand where that math goes. I'm, I'm leaning heavily on what I've seen on Reddit and other articles here uh, for that. So I don't agree with that. But then EA cuts down the limit and to which everybody is still outraged. <laughs> It's like what, do, what do you I, want them and, to do? And then so then EA did a whole uh, AMA, ask me anything on Reddit, so that people could ask their questions and get their concerns. I was like, okay, cool, that's that's a good move on EA's part. They're wanting they want to hear from people, but then I I got uh, I got angry again because EA apparently went through and was deleting certain questions and comments people were making. Uh, that they did, they weren't comfortable answering. They would just delete it instead of giving any sort of answer. Do we have
0: proof of that, though?
2: I, I don't, and I—that's th- the thing. That, this is why I'm not—I I'm, haven't wanted to take any huge side in it because I haven't—I've heard that, and I've seen like they removed and deleted comments, like where like there'll be a thread of mm-hmm. other people's replies and you can't see the original because it got deleted but I don't know what was in the comments. Exactly. It might have just been trolls yeah. and that makes sense. Like I don't, I don't understand. So I mean I, I broke out my my copy of Battlefront last night and was playing it I started story mode and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those that canceled my pre-order or anything like that. It's just ridiculous how fed up and this oh my gosh this happened two years ago with another game that came out. It's going to happen again in probably the uh, around March, April, when the new Red Dead Redemption comes out, this isn't just limited to EA. It is, is how it, games work. It's a, it's how games work today. I don't like it. No, I'm not a fan of paywalls. I'm not a fan of paid DLC. But what in the world am why why would I act like that is going to ruin the rest of my life? <laughs> why ridiculous. would I try to get Civil action going in the court <laughs> system, which is something people are trying to do right now with EA because of oh this. Oh, my gosh. It is ridiculous. <laughs> yes, you can be angry. Yes, you can complain about it online. But don't drag it into my life.
0: <laughs> Look, this is the last thing I'm going to say on this. And this just this goes beyond even... Just this gaming this battlefront 2 situation or people's reactions and Star Wars fans and game fans. This is beyond all that This goes to movie fans as well, which if you're listening to this podcast, that's what you are Guys reddit is not Is not a good source. It's not a reliable source for
2: information reddit is toxic (laughs) I go there a lot because they have funny things (laughs) And I like to be, I like to laugh, but most of the time I have to dig to find that stuff that's worth seeing. And most of the time it's just a lot of toxic crap. Yeah. If you find something
0: on Reddit, go and see if you can find it anywhere else. Then I will start to listen to what you have to say. Because that, I mean, I remember this is the last thing I'm going to say, and then we can (laughs) sign out because we're going really long here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I remember, I believe it was a couple years before Batman v Superman came out. It might have been a year or two before Batman v Superman came out. It was like right around the time when they announced Justice League. That Justice League was a movie that was going to happen. And people were saying that they were going to split Justice League into two movies. And it was this huge rumor. And and a bunch of... And this is not... So this is individual people. This was like right websites like actual websites collider.com variety all these different things were running this story that there was this rumor going around that they were going to split justice league into two movies and they had the titles and this picture or whatever well obviously that did not happen no (laughs) and you want to know where that rumor came from um reddit reddit Wow. It's like, what, where we, What are we doing? Wow. Stop! I would have never predicted that. Reddit is not a reliable source <laughs> no. for information. It's it's not. You and can't. Anybody it, can claim to be anybody on Reddit. Please. All right, that's all. I'm, I'm and, done. And
2: yeah, yeah. And basically, my last thought on this is: with all the controversy in Battlefront, uh, it's fun. Just play it, enjoy it, do what you want. <laughs> it, it's what it's a game, people it's a game and if
0: you don't want to buy it don't buy it i don't care go play the original but stop posting saying i'm playing the real battlefront battlefront 2 it's like okay shut up and yeah. thank you you're good
2: congratulations okay Congra- I'm done. congratulations mr hipster yes. all right anyway that's we just lost some uh listeners but hey, we're good I, now our quality of listeners has gone up <laughs> <coughs> alright well thank you
0: for joining us for this episode of the Screen Fellows podcast and in particular this uh, back half of the Screen Follows podcast um, where we talked a l- bunch of Star Wars things and it stretched into just um, how to act like a human being Man. on the internet which that's very hard for some people to do.
2: A decent human.
0: Yes. Alright. <laughs> well thank you for joining us. Jesse where can people find you on social media?
2: You can find me on Twitter at Colonel Swink. Uh, feel free to shoot me any Star Wars questions, content, suggestions, or just want to talk. I'm there.
0: <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sherry456. And, of course, make free, sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And follow Ozzy at Ozzy or CastroOzzy on Twitter. Thanks for joining us. This is Screenfellows.
1: Help
2: me.